With everything you have on your plate, earning your degree online seems impossible. But at Grand Canyon University, we specialize in helping you fit a master's degree in business into your busy day. Your graduation team, led by your own GCU counselor, provides you with the personal support you need to succeed. Achieve your goals with a plan and team behind you. Find your purpose at Grand Canyon University. Visit gcu.edu. Good afternoon, good evening, good morning, whenever you're tuning in. Welcome to the Conscious Consultant Hour, Awakening Humanity. I am very, very pleased that you are all here with me today. Oh, it's uh, been interesting here in New York City lately. It's been really smoggy. This like reminds me of the old days and lo- a long time ago in Los Angeles when they had daily air advisories. And, uh, you know, it's all because of these wildfires that have been happening up in Canada and the smoke kind of blowing down the eastern seaboard and, and through the United States. Um, and, and this to me is really just a lesson in how, uh, climate change is going to affect all of us, no matter where we are, no matter, um, how we live. You know, New York's been relatively, unscathed compared to to some uh uh parts of the world where they've really felt the the effects of climate change and and now we're starting to feel it and so to me it's really just a lesson that we all need to wake up we all need to do our part of um really caring for the environment we can't wait for governments we can't wait for the corporations we can't wait for other people to do something about it it's time for us to do something about it so all right i'll get off my soapbox about that okay so um uh, as usual let's uh uh start off with a little section from my book everyday awakening um really getting through the book. I don't have too many chapters left. We'll definitely finish up before the end of the year. Okay. And this little section of my book is entitled, Our Ability to Focus is Our Most Magical Superpower. We all share a magical superpower, although we may barely notice that we use it all the time. It is so strong that it creates worlds. This is the power of our focus, the power to direct our mind or our thoughts is extraordinary. We have all seen it in action, whether it is something that benefits, benefits us or not. The more we focus on something, the larger it grows. We can focus on our pain and we find more pain. We can focus on our joy and we find more joy. It is up to us what we get to magnify. We get to choose what we focus on. Do we focus on the solution or the challenge? Do we focus on our past, the future, or the present? 
And does what we focus on serve us in the moment? One of the biggest mistakes we can make is to focus on something we don't want in our lives instead of focusing on what we really want, perhaps more health, more fun, more prosperity. Because by focusing on it, we give it more power, more energy, more prominence in our lives. It takes practice to be conscious with our focus, to recognize that it is we that that it is we who are actually giving power to it. However, once we have that awareness, we can bring more choice to our lives and choose to focus on something else or a different aspect of the same situation. There are always many ways to see the situation. It all depends on what we are focusing on. Are you aware of what you focus on in your daily life? So I wrote this section of the book um, because even though, I mean, this is something I feel a lot of people know. A lot of people are aware of this this idea of of what we focus on expands, but still, even though we're aware of it, we forget the implications of it. And so often, I find that you know I'm talking to people and they say and they, and they start talking about you know, some challenge in their life and and they're putting so much energy into it and they keep focusing on their problems. And, and me being sort of a, a second party observer, like I can see it so clearly that, that their problems keep increasing. Their problems are so bad because they keep focusing on them. And, and I try and remind them over and over again that what we resist persists that what we keep pushing against by the mere act of us pushing against it causes us to really give our energy to it and then that keeps it going keeps it feeding it keeps it growing and i use the example actually this past weekend we had a, a healing circle at our place and I, I used the example with someone like there was a time when, uh, you know, I, I remember hearing about this and how like, you know, if you have some pain, ignore it, like focus on something else and watch later on when you become conscious of it, what happens to the pain. And, and I'm the type of person I rarely get headaches. Headaches are very unusual for me. And I remember this one time I, I, I got this headache. I didn't know what to do. And I remember this thing of like, oh, stop focusing on it. So I was like, Mo, okay. So I started to do something. I don't remember what it was, probably working on the computer or whatever. And I really got into something, whatever I was doing. And then like 10, 15 minutes later, I, I, I look up, I, I have to go to the bathroom or something. And I realize, oh my God, my headache's gone. Like merely by shifting my focus and really focus intently on something else, it dissipated whatever that energy was that was giving me a headache. And it's a small example. And look, I'm not saying if you've got some severe 
medical issue. You should ignore it. Of course not. But it's the principle that I'm trying to get across that if there's something unwanted in our experience, maybe it's it's something about our partner or a friend or, or our lover that something that just really annoys us and drives us crazy. And that's like all we see are like all the little ways in which they annoy us. What's that going to do? It's just going to make us feel worse. We're, we're, we're uh, the, the good feelings we have about the person are going to diminish. And then we're just going to keep getting more and more upset. Or we can choose. And this is the key thing. It's always a choice. We can choose to remember what are the wonderful things about that person that we love? What are the things that they do that make us feel so good, that light us up? And so when we choose to shift our focus, we're making a conscious choice saying, look, I don't want to feel this way. This doesn't serve me in this moment. This is not helping. Let me choose something different. Now, again, we can't ignore things that are calling to our attention that are an indication for change. Like I talked in the beginning about all the smoke coming down from the wildfires in Canada into New York and, and, and how climate change is affecting us so much. This is something we can't afford to ignore. But what we can do, instead of feeling like it's so big and it's so hopeless, we can choose to shift our focus onto what are the solutions or what can I do individually myself that could make, even if it's just a little bit of a difference, that can make a difference. You know, like I, I used to have a car many years ago, but living in Manhattan, having a car is actually more of a liability than an asset. So I, um, I got rid of it was my mom's car. We we actually got rid of it. We said, you know what? For the price it is to keep up a car here in Manhattan, I could rent a car six times a year and, and it'd still be saving money. And and what happened? We got rid of the car and I barely rent. I mean, I rent a car two, three times a year, maybe when I'm in New York. And usually I'll rent a car if I'm elsewhere. But I limit my use of cars. I limit my use of taxis. You know, I do what I can to use public transportation or walk or, or carpool or whatever it is. And it may not be a big thing, but it's, it's, it's something that I can do. And so when faced with any great challenge, large or small, whatever we're working on, we always have a choice. Focus on the problem which can lead us to being uh, uh, stuck and lead us to like, oh my God, I don't know what to do and to overwhelm, but choose to focus on what we can do. Focus on what small steps I can take. And by doing that, we're shifting our energy to putting our energy into the solution, not the problem. And isn't that what we really want to feed? Do we want to keep feeding the problems in our lives or do we want to feed the solutions? Do we want to feed the, the outcomes that we so desire? 
again, this is not about spiritual bypassing. This is not about ignoring something that you have to deal with. Because sometimes focusing on the solution means having to do something difficult. Like if you're in a relationship and it's really not working, really not serving you, not going anywhere, and it's violating your standards and your boundaries, then yeah, you got to focus on the solution, which might mean leaving the relationship or leaving the other person or having a very difficult conversation with the other person. Right? Focusing on the solution is not always about doing the thing that makes us feel the most comfortable. But it's about doing the thing that takes us ultimately, ultimately where we want to go. So uh, that's uh, this little section from my book. Uh, it's called the Our Ability to Focus is Our Most Magical Superpower. And your mission this week, should you choose to accept it, pay attention to your focus this week. See, just, just stop every now and then and say, oh, my God, what am I focusing on? And notice, are you focusing on the challenge? Or are you focusing on the solution? So that's from my book, Everyday Awakening, which, of course, you can get at www.everydayawakeningbook.com. That'll just take you to uh, uh, our Amazon listing. But if you're like me and you love to support small independent bookstores, please go to them. If they don't have it, ask them to order it for you. We're in all the major book distributors so they can easily get it. Um, so that's Everyday Awakening. Awesome. So. Now, it is my extreme pleasure to welcome to the show intuitive healer and celebrity manifestation coach, Shauna Lee. Shauna is the number one best-selling author of The Soul Frequency, Your Healthy, Awakened, and Authentic Life, and host of The Soul Frequency Show podcast, leading the conversation on raising your energy frequency and creating a life founded on truth and alignment. She's a speaker, businesswoman, and consultant to executives of Fortune 500 companies, celebrities, influencers, and fashion industry experts. With over two decades of experience in sales, marketing, and business development, coupled with her intuitive gifts of insight, she is an expert in leading purpose-driven individuals and supporting the development of their core mission from the ground up. Welcome to the Conscious Consultant Hour, Shauna. Thank you. I'm happy to be here. Ah, it's wonderful to have you. So I'm I'm curious. You you seem to have had a very sort of grounded background, right? You're a businesswoman. You know, you you worked with you know corporations. Did you always have this intuitive side to you, or is this something that developed later in life? It's something I was born with, I would say, and then didn't utilize in a certain section of my life. So it was, you know, when I was a small child, I would tell people that I saw things in the room and I, you know, had people that I talked to. And it was, you know, other than my grandmother, really everybody else in my family was like, oh, that's cute. <laughs> you know, she's a little girl. Um, but my grandmother was really, really spiritual. I feel like some of the connection I have is kind of through this lineage with my grandmother. And she was the one that started to ask me questions about it. And she started to really wonder what I was experiencing, which allowed me to speak about it more and to connect more. And really throughout our life and our relationship, even to her passing, we just had a very special connection and she kind of fostered this in me. And so even during, let's say, my teenage years and my young 20s, when I really wasn't paying attention, 
Mm-hmm. Um, she would say, you know, you, you should return to this, or this is something that is special that you can experience. And so I really took a very simple path of like going into business and, you know, really feeling like I wanted to be successful using my mind. And at a certain point, I realized that both the skills I developed in business and this other side needed to come together and Uh needed to really benefit in that way. Yeah. I I wonder if, you know, as you say in your lineage, if there might not have been somebody before you who had the same kind of skill, because over the 13 years that I've been doing my show now, I've interviewed so many people who are psychics and mediums and intuitives, and not all the time, not all the time, but the vast majority of the time, there was normally an a grandmother, an aunt, an uncle, a, a great-grandfather, or somebody somewhere back there who exhibited a similar kind of talent. So I'm curious if, if you ever did any genius genealogical work to see. Yes. And definitely my grandmother's uh, father was an inventor and I, and he Uh, was a hands-on healer as well. So he was able to lay hands and to heal people. But I feel like a lot of the things he was the first inventor of the first version of the hearing aid. And I feel that he used his gift in that way to create things that had not been created before. And, and then on the side, he would have people that would come to his house and he would lay hands and heal different parts of their body. So he, you know, definitely my grandmother had, you know, it came through her lineage and, and she had, she grew up around that. She had some of that herself. And so for sure, I mean, I think I agree with you. It comes down through the lineage. Yeah. Wonderful. Wonderful. Okay. Um, we're going to take a quick break. When we come back, I'd like to just get into what was it that got you as an adult to kind of say, I need to take my professional career and bring this intuitive side to it. Okay. And then we'll kind of continue with you on your journey from there. All right. Sounds great. Wonderful. So everyone, please stay tuned. You're listening to the Conscious Consultant Hour, Awakening Humanity. We do this every Thursday, 12 noon to 1 p.m. right here on talkradio.nyc. And you can also hear us on KMET in Palm Springs, California on Wednesday mornings at 10 a.m. And we will be right back with our guest, Shauna Lee, in just a moment. Are you a business owner? Do you want to be a business owner? Do you work with business owners? Hi, I'm Stephen Fry, your small and medium-sized business or SMB guy, and I'm the host of the new show, Always Friday. While I love to have fun on my show, we take those Friday feelings of freedom and clarity to discuss popular topics on the minds of SMBs today. Please join me and my various special guests on Friday at 11 a.m. on talkradio.nyc. Are you a conscious co-creator? Are you on a quest to raise your vibration and your consciousness? I'm Sam Leibowitz, your Conscious Consultant, and on my show, The Conscious Consultant Hour, Awakening Humanity, we will touch upon all these topics and more. Listen live at our new time on Thursdays at 12 noon Eastern Time. That's The Conscious Consultant Hour, Awakening Humanity, Thursdays, 12 noon on talkradio.nyc. What really drives success in business? Introducing Intangify, the show that explores the intangible assets that create value and growth. I'm Matthew Asbell, your host and an attorney focused on innovation. 
Join me Fridays at noon Eastern to discover how innovation, culture, and other intangibles shape thriving companies from startups to established businesses. We'll share strategies to unleash your business's true potential. Tune in live on talkradio.nyc Fridays at noon Eastern and intangify your business today. You're listening to Talk Radio NYC. Uplift, educate, empower. Welcome back to the Conscious Consultant Hour Awakening Humanity. So, Shauna, uh, as you said, you, you had these gifts from a young age. You, you kind of put them to the side. You focused on being successful at business. And then eventually you kind of brought them together. W- was there some incident or something that was happening that caused you to start to, again, pay attention back to these gifts that you had? Yeah, I was definitely having an awakening experience at a certain point in my life. There were, you know, things going on in my personal world that were shifting quickly. And obviously, you know, a lot of us are going through this at this time. The world is changing in so many different ways. And if things feel like they're breaking apart or, you know, coming undone, this is just an opportunity to shift our energetic frequency and to uplevel our life. And so, that is a natural process that started to happen. It actually was triggered by the birth of my son in 2012, which was a very powerful year, obviously, uh-huh. of change and transformation. And um, when I became pregnant with him, like I felt a different energy in my body, right? I felt this energy around me. I felt like his energy, obviously the children coming on the planet, you know, their frequency is at a different level than a lot of us that have been here for a little bit. And And I really felt like called to start doing these really interesting things. So I went to Sedona right away when I was pregnant. I was guided to talk to certain people there. And the whole time this is happening, I'm literally thinking, this is crazy. Like, I'm crazy. This is crazy. Why am I doing this? You know, so it's like one part of me was, you know, the soul aspect of me was pulling me in these directions. And then this very, you know, linear mental, you know, 3D part of me was going, why am I doing this? Like, why do I feel like I need to go here? And why do I feel like I need to talk to these people? And one of the interesting experiences I had when I went to Sedona is I went there and I had already been. So it was only a couple months since I had last been there. I went again, which I'm like, what am I doing? And I went there because I specifically knew I was supposed to talk to somebody, but I didn't know who that person was. And so before we had, you know, you fly into Phoenix airport, you rent a car or take a car to Sedona. It's a few hours drive. And so the first time we had, you know, rented a car and driven ourselves, my husband and I, the second time my husband's like, I don't feel like driving. Let's get a town car. So we get a town car, we leave Phoenix airport, we're driving to Sedona. And all of a sudden the driver of the town car starts telling us that he and his wife met because they had this past lineage together. And and he starts sharing the story. And then he tells me that people that have passed come to visit his wife, who's a medium, a few days before their family member actually calls to like book a session with her. 
So, so that this, you know, this family member will come and she's like, I wonder who this person's connected to. And then the person will call and book a session. So we're driving. And the minute he says this, I'm like, oh, this is, you know, I am supposed to talk to this woman. So I, I set up a session with her. And of course, it was a large conversation with my grandmother. And she really talked about this time in my life and what was going to happen and what was already happening and who my child was. And it was a really powerful, profound, you know, experience because she had, she had passed maybe seven years before that at this time. Um, and she told me to follow, follow those nudges, you know, to not think I was crazy for thinking this or doing these things, but to really just surrender and let go and follow. And that's what really started to, you know, I always say that when we have our awakening, we look back on our life and we say, all the different things I've done in my life are converging in this moment. All the skill sets, all the you know parts of ourself are coming to make us really be able to step into who we came here to be. And that was the experience that was starting to unfold. Wow. Wow. Um, when you started kind of re-engaging in this path, did your husband kind of look at you sideways and go, what's going on with you? Or did, you know, your friends and family start giving you a hard time or they were like, oh, that's Shoshana. <laughs> it's a great question. I'm really, really blessed that my husband is who he is. He was like, you know, I think in some ways he was evolving too. And we really, you know, a lot of times an awakening experience can really change your relationships. So for some people, you know, one person starts awakening and, and the relationship comes apart. It doesn't right. work because the person goes, oh, my gosh, you are going crazy. Right. right. Um, but really, my process like kind of went into his process and we really have made this walk together. And it's been the biggest gift to be able to, you know, have somebody with you. There are many family members of ours who didn't make that walk with us mm -hmm. and who did think that the way that we wanted to live our life and the ways that we wanted to change was too far out there or too different, or they couldn't, I like to say that they couldn't keep resonance with it. They just didn't understand it and they didn't have an openness to learn, right? And to right. grow. And a lot of the you know, we bring a lot of things from our family members into the present moment, right? A lot of history. And so as we started to heal, my husband and I, we started to not be okay with some of the programming that, you know, had run through our families, right? And had come from our parents. And we started to push back against that and to say, you know what, this doesn't feel good. And this isn't right. And we're not okay with this. And sometimes when you put boundaries in place, people get very threatened by that. And they don't really you know, they're not really able to honor, they don't really understand. Right. And so yeah, there has been changes in in our, you know, who we have in our life at this time. Yeah, 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 yeah. That That's so normal. It happens so much. And something me and my wife have been very fortunate that we're both kind of independently, we're always very dedicated to improving ourselves. And so when I started to step back on my spiritual path, like 15 years ago, you know, she, she came with me. She's a therapist. She was very open. Um, but she always approached things from a very grounded perspective. And that there's, and she's grown and changed so much. I, I would say even more than I have over the last nine, 10 years. And, you know, we've had conversation where we've said, like, if it was anyone else, you know, potentially 
we wouldn't still be together. Like if she was with someone else and they didn't keep growing and she did, she wouldn't be able to stay with them. If I was growing and the person I was with didn't, I wouldn't be able to stay with them. And so it's something that I know can sometimes cause a little hesitation or a little concern when you start stepping on this path fully it's like you start losing people, you lose friends. I mean, some of the friends I had years ago are just not in my life anymore. And it's not that I purposefully cut them out. It's it's just that as I grew and shifted over the years and, and my interests and my focus shifted, and going back to my book, uh, my focus shifted and theirs didn't shift. Like they didn't keep up with their own personal work and, and, and being curious and, and looking into things. So we just kind of naturally drifted apart and that that's not uncommon, is it? No, it's not. And I think the, the distinction that needs to be made about this is that most of the time when people have, you know, situations where other people leave their life, it feels sad and traumatic and dramatic and awful. And so we relate to it as that. But my experience and many of my clients' experiences is that as you're growing and as you're shifting your energetic frequency, people will start to drift out of your life, not from some big argument or some big drama. It's not this thing that we've experienced maybe in the past. It's just we no longer kind of resonate and and are focused on the same things. And so that's okay. And I like to say that the people that are no longer in my life, I still love them. Like I still feel like deep love and care for them. It's not any kind of animosity. It's just we're on different paths, right? And that's okay. And I love them on their path. And I think I'm happy for them. And I think about them and I go, oh, that's great. They're doing their thing. And then I'm on my path and doing my thing. And so So I think we have to develop a new kind of belief system around this idea of allowing people to grow into our life and grow out of our life and that it doesn't have to be an awful traumatic thing. Right, exactly. You know, the way my wife and I put it, it's like we're walking on on our individual paths and then that individual path will come together. And then we're walking basically on the same road, but, you know, we're walking independently. And then at some point in life, that road may diverge. It may split off. And now we're, we continue on our path. The other person continues on their path, but now it's not the same road anymore. Exactly. Beautiful. Um, so what, um, how long ago did you kind of make that decision that you wanted to bring these talents and these skills into what you do to make a living? It started very, you know, I started becoming really interested in what we put in our bodies, like food and how that affects like our energy. So that's kind of where my journey started just on a personal journey, right? Started eating really healthy, started eating really organic, started understanding. And of course that made me feel better, right? And it made my body heal in different ways. And that, that gave me a lot more energy in my life. And so people would come and ask me how to do that. And so I was helping other people, you know, with what to put in their bodies And then I started kind of realizing that people were coming, you know, and it was translating into now I feel better in my body. I want to do this, or I have this idea, or I have this dream, right? And so I started talking to people about those ideas and dreams and concepts. And of course, like all this, these years I've had a business experience started coming into those sessions. And I started sharing like, okay, well, if you actually want to do this, like, here's how you can do it. And so I started just getting a lot of guidance in the room with people. 
about how to create what they came here to create. Now, we not we may not be present to what we came here to create because we kind of have to be at a certain vantage point to be able to connect with that. So here was my pathway of like helping people heal their bodies, get out of the aches and pains and all of that kind of stuff. And then here comes the inspiration. It would, it would almost happen like clockwork. When someone started feeling better, they start feeling inspired. They start having ideas. And so it naturally translated into like, wow, I really am able to bring this wealth of experience that I have decades of experience in how to build businesses and how to market and how to create into this moment with people. And And it's funny because I felt inspired. I have this new inspiration because to me, it wasn't exciting to apply marketing to something that was just like, you know, status quo. For me, it felt exciting to give my gifts and my talent and my wisdom to things that were like soul driven, to things that were a true inspiration from someone's heart and soul that they wanted to build or create. And that really lit me up. And so I started getting excited about that. And then at a certain point in time, the soul frequency was born really from just a download. Like, what am I actually doing with people here? Like, that was my, like, what am I doing? And, and it just kind of came to me is that I am aligning people with their soul frequency. Like we have our personalities, we have our egos, but this was like bringing people back into like, what is my soul? Why did my soul incarnate on this planet at this powerful time of change and transformation? Hmm. Why am I here? And answering that question and really helping that birth through people. Like, so I'm not just telling somebody, although I can see it. I'm creating an environment where that births through them because me telling you what your soul purpose is here is very different than you actually having the experience of birthing that. And I found that like me just telling somebody, someone could dismiss it and say, oh, well, you know, just her opinion of what my soul purpose is. But when we have the true experience of having it come through us, it's profound. Yeah, absolutely. It's, it's, just like that old phrase, um, if I say something, it means one thing, but if you say something, it means everything, right? So it's when we say it for ourselves without being told it, then it really has a deep meaning for us. Exactly. It's so beautifully said. Absolutely. Okay. Let's take our second break. So when we come back, let's talk about the book. Okay. Like when you, well, what got you decide like, oh, I should put this in a book and, um, and let, let's talk about what's in the book. Okay. Sounds good. Wonderful. So everyone, please stay tuned. You're listening to the Conscious Consultant Hour, Awakening Humanity. We're speaking this hour with our guest, Shana Lee, author of the book, The Soul Frequency, Your Healthy, Awakened, and Authentic Life. And we'll be right back in just a moment. Are you passionate about the conversation around racism? Hi, I'm Reverend Dr. TLC, host of the Dismantle Racism Show, which airs every Thursday at 11 a.m. Eastern on talkradio.nyc. Join me and my amazing guests as we discuss ways to uncover, dismantle, and eradicate racism. That's Thursdays at 11 o'clock a.m. on talkradio.nyc. In a post-COVID world, you may have many unanswered questions regarding your health. Are you looking to live a healthier lifestyle? Do you have a desire to learn more about mental health and enhance your quality of life? Or do you just want to participate in self-understanding and awareness? I'm Frank R. Harrison, host of Frank About Health, and each Thursday, I will tackle these questions and work to enlighten you. Tune in every Thursday at 5 p.m. on talkradio.nyc, and I will be frank about health to advocate for all of us. 
Hey, everybody, it's Tommy D, the nonprofit sector connector, coming at you from my attic. Each week here on talkradio.nyc, I host a program, Philanthropy in Focus. Nonprofits impact us each and every day, and it's my focus to help them amplify their message and tell their story. Listen each week at 10 a.m. Eastern Standard Time until 11 a.m. Eastern Standard Time, right here on talkradio.nyc. You're listening to Talk Radio NYC at www.talkradio.nyc. Now broadcasting 24 hours a day. Welcome back. I see loyal listener Alex checking in on the Facebook live stream. Thank you. Don't forget the video of of our show is streamed on YouTube, on Facebook, on Twitter, on LinkedIn, and even Twitch. So if you're a Twitch follower, you can find the Conscious Consultant Hour on Twitch TV. Um, So Shauna, what made you decide to take all the stuff that you were experiencing and how you were helping people and put it into a book? I knew I had gone through something that was really unique at the time. And I didn't know anybody that was going through some of the stuff I was moving through in my life and the way I was like helping people. And so a friend of mine actually said, you know, you should, you should put this in a book. Like you have a lot of stuff that you've experienced. I'm like, no way. I'm not put this in a book. I was like, what are you talking about? And my dear friend just said, would you just sit down and write an outline, please? And send it to me. And you know, he knew at the time that I needed to kind of get this out and that it was important. And I think, you know, lots more people are going through some of the things that I experienced at this time. I started writing the book in 2016 and it just poured out of me. Like, I don't even know if I was writing the book, like the information was just coming and coming and you know, there was so much inspiration. It was a really exciting, creative time for me and cathartic time to share this and to actually put words to it, not just memories of, you know, these experiences, but to write them down was was great. And then when we launched the book, we hit number one on Amazon and the book was selling like crazy. And I started getting messages from people all the time going, oh my gosh, like I'm going through this right now. Like I am reading your words and I'm experiencing this and my world is shifting and changing. And it was such a beautiful full circle moment because I was like, wow, there's so many more people as every year goes by that are reevaluating and having these awakenings. And so it just opened up a new world and community to me of people all around the world that are experiencing this. And it made me realize that we're not alone. We're not going through these things alone. And we shouldn't feel like we're alone. And we should come together with people who understand because there's definitely those that understand and those that don't understand at this time. And you really have to have community and support around you. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. I agree. It's it's everyone I talk to, people, everyone I've interviewed on on my show, 
when I asked them about, you know, are people more open to these ideas now than in the past? Are they more conscious? It, inevitably, the answer is yes. So um, it, it, there's definitely sort of a worldwide shift in consciousness. And and it can get easily, it can get depressing. And you think like, oh, there, there's so many wars, there's so much uh, uh, separation, there's, there's so much uh, people at each other's throat. It, it doesn't feel like like things are evolving, but they but they actually are. Um, I'm I'm curious. Um, the term soul frequency is that something that was sort of part of your lexicon before you started writing the book, or was that something that came out in in writing the book and coming up with the title? It was prior to that. My whole brand is called the Soul Frequency, and really, that was you know something that came through where I said, "What I'm really doing is connecting people with their energy of their soul." Like, and our soul has a lineage, and our soul is here learning lessons and came to this lifetime to learn lessons. And so, what happens when we reconnect with our soul frequency? When we get outside of our ego and our and our personality in this lifetime. And we're able to connect to the database of information and lessons we've learned as a soul and bring that into this now moment and bring that into, you know, why you came here on the planet. That's incredibly powerful. And so that became kind of like my North Star of what am I really doing? What's the bigger intention, which is to connect people with their soul frequency. Wonderful. And so when you work with someone, like how, what's that process look like? I mean, when somebody is like comes to you and maybe they're experiencing some things or, or, or their life is just falling apart and okay, you help clean up their diet. You help them be more conscious of what they're putting into their body. But, but how does this idea of their soul frequency come forward? It really starts with, you know, at this point, I don't talk so much about food or their body or, you know, that kind of stuff. It really starts off with looking at like, what is this human journey that we've been on? So the way that I perceive the energy system, it's kind of like, I describe it as a motherboard of a computer. So if you're looking at all these different connections, like on, on a computer board, and each connection is going to run different things. Like we as human beings, we, we receive programming from the time that we are born um, and we are constantly receiving programming and downloading so much as children because we try to, you know, understand who am I in this world and how does this world work? And, you know, we're influenced a lot by our family systems and the people that we're around. And so we receive all of this programming, like a computer receives, you know, software. And that programming runs in our energetic system and it directs us to how to interact with the world, what we're allowed to do, not allowed to do, quote unquote, in life. And so we look at the programming at the beginning and the programming isn't a bad thing. It's not a bad thing that we're programmed. We just want to make sure we're running the programs that we want to be running and that the ones that are not beneficial to us that we know that we can disconnect those. So I kind of do an analysis and assessment of like, what program is this person running or programs and what programs do they say are not helpful? Because we all know the things in our life, the ways that we get stuck and the things that don't work in our life. So we kind of go through what's not working, what don't we like? And then what do we wish we had more of? What programs do we want to put in? Um, And once people start to consciously understand this, um, it really helps people start to realize that everything's in motion, meaning mm. sometimes we look at life and the things that bother us and we say, oh, I'm stuck with this, right? It's going to be mm. this way forever. Or, right. or even worse, we say, I am just 
this. I am irresponsible or I am lazy or I am this as if that's going to be that way forever. And take it on as an identity. Exactly. And everything is changeable. So, so we start there and then we go down the rabbit hole from there. What do you find is the most difficult thing for people to shift around this? Like, what is it that, that is usually that toughest hurdle for people to get past? It's different for every person, but it has to do with like what we've really put stock into. Like, so sometimes, um, you know, kids will grow up in family systems and they're the the stupid kid, the one that's not smart, the one that doesn't do good in school. And so they internalize that as who they are, like who I am is not very smart, who I am. And so then, of course, you build a whole world around that. You're going to constantly show up to people that come into your life that reflect that back to you and and experiences like maybe you go get a job and they go, oh, well, you're not going to get the, you know, the raise because you're not doing that well. You're not that smart in this job. And so when we self-identify with something, you know, that big thing that we go, I am this, that's the most challenging part to unwind, right? Because that's the thing that we get a lot of evidence in our life about. Because if we believe we are something, like I'm not smart, you will attract people and circumstances into your life that continue that feedback loop of, oh, yes, you're not smart. Oh, yes, you're not smart. And the more feedback that you get from your environment that you actually created, right? Cause you believe that's true. Um, the, the deeper that program gets ingrained into our beingness. So those deep programs, which everybody has, right? At least a couple of them, um, are the ones that we kind of start at that outer layer and we work down to those deeper ones to release them. Yeah. Yeah. It's so true. I was just working with a woman this weekend and she was saying, and, and, and she, was undiagnosed for the first 50 years of her life is with ADHD or, you know, sort of being uh, uh, neurodiverse, let's just say. And she was saying how, oh, I, I was never the smart one. Like my sister's the lawyer. She's the smart one. I'm not the smart one. And, you know, it was such an identity yet. I could see her starting to shift and change and realize like she does have her own unique skills and talents and that she's not so dumb after all. Um, so it's a wonderful thing to watch that as people blossom and change when they make those realizations. Yeah, it's a beautiful journey to be on. I mean, everybody who's on it right now, I just, my hat's off to you because it really is such an enlightening, wonderful experience to know that we can shift and change. Yes, yes, absolutely. Absolutely. And that like, just because we're going through a challenge right now doesn't mean our life is always going to be a challenge or just because we had some extreme challenge or trauma in the past doesn't mean that it it has to rule our life for the rest of our life. And it just feels like there are more and more modalities, there are more and more teachers, more and more people who are helping people to discover that for themselves. Yeah, tons of resources out there, tons of modalities. And I just tell people like whatever resonates with you, if you feel really connected to somebody's work or some modality, like that's probably the right one for you at this time. Right, right. Exactly. Exactly. It's going what resonates with with you because there's no one person who's the right person for everyone, right? It's, it's, we all get attracted. We all align with different people, but when you meet that right person for you, like, then that's the one to pursue. Exactly. Wonderful. All right. Time to take our last break of the show. So when we come back, um, let's talk about 
what you see going on today and what does the future hold from a soul perspective? Okay. Beautiful. Awesome. Well, we'll dip into our crystal ball. So everyone, please stay tuned. You're listening to the Conscious Consultant Hour Awakening Humanity. We'll be right back with our guest, Shauna Lee, in just a moment. Hey, everybody. It's Tommy D, the nonprofit sector connector coming at you from my attic. Each week here on talkradio.nyc, I host a program, Philanthropy and Focus. Nonprofits impact us each and every day, and it's my focus to help them amplify their message and tell their story. Listen each week at 10 a.m. Eastern Standard Time until 11 a.m. Eastern Standard Time right here on talkradio.nyc. Are you on edge? Hey, we live in challenging, edgy times, so let's lean in. I'm Sandra Bargeman, the host of The Edge of Every Day, which airs each Monday at 7 p.m. Eastern Time on talkradio.nyc. Tune in live with me and my friends and colleagues as we share stories and perspectives about pushing boundaries and exploring our rough edges. That's The Edge of Every Day on Mondays at 7 p.m. Eastern Time on talkradio.nyc. Are you a conscious co-creator? Are you on a quest to raise your vibration and your consciousness? I'm Sam Leibowitz, your conscious consultant. And on my show, The Conscious Consultant Hour, Awakening Humanity, we will touch upon all these topics and more. Listen live at our new time on Thursdays at 12 noon Eastern Time. That's The Conscious Consultant Hour, Awakening Humanity, Thursdays, 12 noon on talkradio.nyc. You're listening to Talk Radio NYC at www.talkradio.nyc. Now broadcasting 24 hours a day. Welcome back. Uh, see loyal listener Patty checking in as usual from her, probably her home base in Tucson, though she might be traveling as she usually does. Thank you, Patty, for listening and sharing the video as always. So, Shauna, we're kind of in a very challenging time. And, and to a lot of people, the immediate prospects don't look that great. There's so much change, so much upheaval. We've got climate change. Now we've got in, in intelligent artificial intelligence systems kicking up. Uh, there, there are, it seems like there's more conflicts around the globe. What's going on in your perspective from that soul point of view, from that higher perspective? Well, two things are going on, and I talk about this in the book. We're having individual change in our own individual lives, and then we're having collective change going on. And I talk about in the book that chaos is the predecessor of change. So for any energy to change, right, to have a big shift, it's like the energy ball has to break up, and then it has to reconfigure under a different frequency. And if you look around from that perspective in your own life and collectively, because it's going on, you know, in both places, 
that we are breaking apart old energy systems within ourselves, within our government, within our, you know, with, with, within our financial system, within our education system. Like, and the only way that things change is for people to become aware, for people to pay attention. So that chaos and the, and all the craziness that we feel like we're seeing in the world is getting people's attention, which is actually a really positive thing, right? Because like you talked about the beginning of the show about focus, like if we're just focusing on other things and, and everything seems to be going along status quo, we don't get engaged and we don't, we don't say, wait a second, like what's going on in the world? Like I want to make a difference. I want to see a change. And so activism is huge right now, right? Because you have a lot of people putting their energy and emotion behind, wait a second, like, what are we doing here? And all of this is part of the shifts that are occurring. So so even though it looks disastrous, um, it's actually waking people up, which is a really positive thing. And people are starting to pay attention, which is good at this time. When we entered a time of massive you know, I, I talked about 2012, which was a very big time of transformation, like 2010 to 12 had a big wave of people going through awakenings. Um, so did like 2018, like 17, 18 had a big wave. And then obviously 2020 was huge on a much more global scale and a bigger scale. And, and 2024 is another interesting time. Um, where a lot of the changes that have been going on from 2020 through 2023, um, for people that have been doing the inner work, for people that have been looking inside, going through shifts and changes, and any of those markers that I just talked about, 2024 is going to feel like, oh, I'm really starting to see and move into an, a totally new, what a lot of people call the new earth, right? Or a new mm -hmm. energy or a new frequency. For people that have resisted, all of these points that I've talked about, um, who have known mm, maybe there's something I should look at and haven't, 2023 is is hitting people, right? right? Because it's now kind of we're crossing this line into 2024 and beyond, um, which is moving into entirely like our planet is moving into a new energy system. And those that are kind of digging their heels in and not wanting to, you know, evolve and change. Are, are being really confronted. So it's interesting because we have some people that will start to feel like the energy within their own life, it doesn't feel so intense or that push, you know, that people have been feeling because um, they've, they've really listened to that call and they've done the work. For people that have resisted that, it might feel more intense. So we're kind of having these like really different experiences happening simultaneously, which is really the conversation that a lot of people are having on the 3D Earth and the 5D Earth coexisting simultaneously on the planet where maybe your next door neighbor is totally in the 3D and you live right next door, but you're really existing in the 5D and that you might not even run into that neighbor, right? You might not even be existing in the same energy plane. Like they come and go from their house and you might come and go from yours, but you don't even ever cross paths. So it's a fascinating time mm. um, energetically on the planet, one that we've not had before. Yeah, yeah, it is. I, 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 there used to be an astrologer who um, uh, did a show on our network a few years ago um, by the name of Monty, who unfortunately has since passed on. And um, he would say, like, we're getting, we're in the middle of the planetary returns of the American Revolution, the American Civil War, and the Great Depression all at once. 
and 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 you can really feel it in the craziness in the economy, how divided we are as a nation and as a people. Yet at the same time, there's all this revolution, there's all this new stuff coming up. And so it's like all of these trends, all of these energies are like hitting us all at the same time. Exactly. It's a, it's a really, I mean, when we feel tired, when we feel like we need to rest, like I tell people, even if you need to sleep a good 12 hours one night, let your body do that because these changes are intense. And sometimes we put pressure on ourselves to, to stay on a certain schedule or to be a certain way. And one of the things that I've learned over this journey is sometimes I need to sleep 12 hours. And sometimes, you know, sometimes I don't need that, right? Like sometimes I'm really high energy. And then sometimes, you know, I say when the planets move at a certain energy frequency, when you get to that point, you feel that, right? When the planets are having big planetary changes, I feel that energy. So it can feel like, wow, my energy is not consistent, but really we're starting to feel the pulse of the world. We're starting to feel the pulse of the universe um, and know that we are part of it in a really right. beautiful way. Right, right, right. So uh, given everything that's going on and, and where you see things going, like what's the one piece of advice you think people need to hear today? Like what is it that people need to know for moving forward in our world with all these changes and with all these things that are happening? I think we need to understand that everything is always in motion. And I think what we're breaking down um, humanity at this time is this need to hold on to things for stability and security. And that stability is an illusion, which even me saying that like can send people into panic because we hold on to whether it's our possessions or our bank accounts or whatever to derive a sense of stability. And one of the biggest changes that happens is going from holding on to external things as a methodology for stability into understanding that stability is from within and that the only way that I feel stable is to realize that I can move with the waves of energy. And that is like, imagine an entire humanity understanding that stability is in the motion. And I talk about this in the book, Mm. because like, if you think about an animal, right, an animal's ability to survive and be stable is their ability to move. If a predator is coming, they need to be able to move to another state or move to another tree or flee that situation. So they don't build concrete houses and buildings and say, I'm going to live here forever out in nature, right? They go, I move with the sun. I move with the tides. I move with the, you know, the weather patterns. Like if you look into, you know, we are part of nature, although we've somewhat forgotten that. Um, And if we connect back to that and we look to nature, it can teach us so much about what true stability is. And so, so the only way that people learn true stability within themselves many times is to have the things that they have held on to in life to garner stability for those to go away or break apart, right? It's like, oh, I've lost my job. I'm feeling extremely unstable. Like, where do I go? What do I do? That is an opportunity 
to learn true stability. And when you have stability within yourself and you aren't holding on to the things in your life, doesn't mean you can't have wonderful things in your life, right? Doesn't mean you can't have large bank accounts and great houses and things and, you know, a wonderful job. It just means I know that if all of those went away, I'm okay because I have me and I am stable within myself. So that is the biggest lesson I think we're learning in many different ways in our life. And if everybody is able to derive that stability within motion, then we can ascend to those higher frequencies, which is really where you start to understand that everything, like when you think about the quantum world and you think about, you know, the table in front of me, it's actually in motion, right? Mm, So our perception is that things are stable and still, but at the, at the, most utmost finest degree fundamental level it's constantly vibrating it's constantly moving constantly shaking unfortunately we have to leave it there shauna we're out of time if if people want to learn more about you and and learn more about your work where should they go they can go to the soulfrequency.com all of our podcast information and blog posts and all of that's located there Wonderful. Well, Shauna, thank you so much for coming and taking the time out of your day to come on my show. I really appreciate it. Uh, Please, if you ever make it to New York City, definitely look me up, okay? I would love that. It's been a pleasure. Thank you for having me. Oh, my pleasure. My pleasure. And of course, thank you, my loyal listeners, for tuning in as always. Without you, there's no show. So thank you all for giving a piece of your attention uh, to me every week and and my amazing guests. And don't forget, if you did miss any part of today's show, you can always catch the replay on talkradio.nyc and you can find us on all the major podcasting platforms, Apple, Google, Stitcher, Spotify, Pandora, iHeartRadio, where everywhere where you listen to podcasts, there's the Conscious Consultant Hour and find the video on all of our platforms. Make sure you go to our YouTube channel, youtube.com slash talking alternative and and subscribe thank you all for tuning in we will speak to you all next week business owner? Do you want to be a business owner? Do you work with business owners? Hi, I'm Stephen Fry, your small and medium-sized business or SMB guy, and I'm the host of the new show, Always Friday. While I love to have fun on my show, we take those Friday feelings of freedom and clarity to discuss popular topics on the minds of SMBs today. Please join me and my various special guests on Friday at 11 a.m. on talkradio.nyc. Are you on edge? Hey, we live in challenging, edgy times, so let's lean in. I'm Sandra Bargeman, the host of The Edge of Every Day, which airs each Monday at 7 p.m. Eastern Time on talkradio.nyc. Tune in live with me and my friends and colleagues as we share stories and perspectives about pushing boundaries and exploring our rough edges. That's The Edge of Every Day on Mondays at 7 p.m. Eastern Time on talkradio.nyc. Are you a conscious co-creator? Are you on a quest to raise your vibration and your consciousness? 
I'm Sam Leibowitz, your Conscious Consultant, and on my show, The Conscious Consultant Hour, Awakening Humanity, we will touch upon all these topics and more. Listen live at our new time on Thursdays at 12 noon Eastern Time. That's The Conscious Consultant Hour, Awakening Humanity, Thursdays, 12 noon on talkradio.nyc. In a post-COVID world, you may have many unanswered questions regarding your health. Are you looking to live a healthier lifestyle? Do you have a desire to learn more about mental health and enhance your quality of life? Or do you just want to participate in self-understanding and awareness? I'm Frank R. Harrison, host of Frank About Health, and each Thursday, I will tackle these questions and work to enlighten you. Tune in every Thursday at 5 p.m. on talkradio.nyc, and I will be Frank About Health to advocate for all of us. passionate about the conversation around racism? Hi, I'm Reverend Dr. TLC, host of the Dismantle Racism Show, which airs every Thursday at 11 a.m. Eastern on talkradio.nyc. Join me and my amazing guests as we discuss ways to uncover, dismantle, and eradicate racism. That's Thursdays at 11 o'clock a.m. on talkradio.nyc. You're listening to Talk Radio NYC. Uplift, educate, empower. 